Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. The Church of Jesus Christ is being built by Jesus himself. He said that in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, where he promised Peter and the disciples in a discussion with them that he would build his church and the gates of Hades would not overpower it. In other words, even death couldn't stop the building of his church. Well, we have 2,000 plus years of history uh, to back that up. Jesus has been building his church. He is, and he absolutely will build his church. However, he left us with a mission He is building His church through us. That's our purpose. It's the purpose of the the church. Now, obviously, the ultimate purpose is to glorify God, and that's always a given. We are created. We exist to bring honor and glory to God. But when you ask the question, what is the mission? What is the purpose of the church? It is to be used by God to to build His church. So, Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20 is that very familiar passage, and I'm going, going to read it again as it summarizes the purpose of the church. Verse 18 says, And Jesus came up and spoke to them. The them uh, were His eleven disciples. And he was saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. There it is. In his last words, while on this earth... Jesus gave what we call the Great Commission. And that Great Commission it has been well summarized here in, in these three verses that I just read. But before we look at the action there that we are called to do, let's take a look at what Jesus sandwiched it uh, between in, in uh, verses 19 and 20. So verse 18 is the action we're called to, but verses 19, uh, I'm sorry, uh, verse 19 is the action that we are called to, but verses 18 and 20 uh, sandwich that action with something very, very important. Again, verse 18, Jesus came up and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Jesus begins this whole business of giving us a a mission to accomplish by speaking about His authority. He begins with His authority. That word authority comes from the Greek word. And by the way, I would remind you that the New Testament is written in something called Koine Greek. It is a Greek language that is ancient, that is no longer spoken, but a, a, a language that we can understand and translate. And so the word authority comes from the Greek word exousia. And, and that word exousia is sometimes translated power. So, so the word overall, the word exousia, the word translated authority here could be defined as the right to do something along with the power to do it. I'm going to say that again. So Jesus said, I have all authority. I have the right 
to do what I'm going to do, and I have the power to get it done, the right to do it with the power to get it done. So Jesus had uh, finished at this point. He was just finishing his earthly walk. He had died. He had raised again from the dead, and he was getting ready now to ascend back to the Father. But we, if we go back for just a moment into Philippians, Philippians chapter 2, that, that is uh, one of the great passages in, in, the, um, in the New Testament. And it talks about the humbling of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, Jesus, the, Paul said, Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now we're going to see what Jesus' mindset was, what his attitude was, and what that led him to do. Verse 6 said, Who, Jesus, although he existed in the form of God, in other words, he was God of very God and is God of very God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, he did not regard equality with God. Wow, that's a powerful phrase of his divinity right there. He did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped or held onto, but he emptied himself. He voluntarily limited his uh, the action of his of his some of his divine attributes. He emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant. And being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man, and he appeared as a man because he was a man. He was fully God, but fully human. He became a human. He humbled himself uh, by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And so Jesus had had come down. He had veiled his glory in human flesh. He had temporarily, uh, voluntarily limited uh, uh, the use of his divine, several of his divine attributes. And while he was still fully God, he was fully man. He came down. He humbled himself. Oh, my goodness. And he submitted himself to the to the will of the Father. But look at what verse 9 says in Philippians 2. <clears throat> it says this, For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those on, who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So, so there you have it. Jesus uh, had uh, come down to the earth, had humbled himself, and now he's at the end of that earthly ministry. He is about ready to uh, ascend back to heaven, and he tells these 11 uh, apostles, these 11 disciples, all authority has been given to me. Uh, he has been exalted now, and he has the right to do what he's going to do, and he has the power to, to, to do it with. And so uh, he is uh, the authoritative, powerful one with the right. Now, in verse 20, we have these words. Uh, he says, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and here's what I want you to focus on. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Here, he ends this uh, mission statement by uh, promising them his presence, he, and, and uh, by extension, promising all of us who are followers of Christ his presence with us. So let's put it to put the two verses together that verse 19 is sandwiched between. In verse 18, he says, I have all authority. In verse 20, he says, I am with you. And so uh, his authority is transferred to us as, as well. Look at what it says. I am with you 
always. Literally, in the, in the Greek language, I am with you all the days. Think about that. I am with you all the days. Every last day of your life, every day you are on this mission, I am with you all the days, even to the end of the age. That word end uh, is literally completion. The word age is referring to an era. To, a, to an epoch, to an indefinite period of time, to a time that is marked out by certain uh, characteristics. And so we're in the age of, of, of grace. We're in the age when the church is, is reaching the world for Christ. And we're in the age that leads up to the second coming of Christ. So during this age, uh, during this age when he is building his church, he is with us all the days to the very completion of this age. That's what he's saying. I'm there. So that leaves absolutely no question that as we are on this mission, Jesus Christ is with us with the full authority that, that he has. And remember... It is ultimately Jesus who is building his church. Again, I refer you to Matthew 16, 18. I will build my church. Nothing's going to stop me. Jesus is doing that. In Acts chapter 2, verse 47, uh, the scripture says that the Lord was adding daily to those that were being saved. He was adding daily. The Lord is adding. It is Jesus that's doing it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, the apostle Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God... God gave the increase because Jesus is the one that is building his church, but he used Paul to plant. He used Apollos to water. Uh, God is, is working through his people, through Christ followers, through true believers to build the church. It's ultimately Jesus that's building it, but he is using us. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad that he is using us? And so as we cooperate with Jesus in this process, in other words, as we obey him, as we carry out his mission, he enables us. He enables us to do it. Uh, his authority, his presence enables us to do it. How does that happen? Well, first of all, he enables us through his presence. Jesus said, I'm going away, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. He told his original disciples, he said, you wait in Jerusalem. Don't do anything. You wait here until you receive the Holy Spirit. And Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, and when, and when, when the Holy Spirit comes, you will receive power to be my witnesses. To, to, in other words, to carry out my mission. You'll do it in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. You're going to do it with my presence, the presence of the Holy Spirit, who is the third person in the, in the triune Godhead. And so uh, we cooperate with Jesus as we do that. He enables us through the presence of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, but also through his gospel. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, the Apostle Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the 
Greek. And so we have not only the presence of the Holy Spirit, but we have the power of the gospel of Jesus. And I want to tell you, as we simply share the words of the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, that Jesus died to pay for our sins and that everyone that believes on him, that repents of their sins and believes on him, can be saved. That's the gospel. That's the powerful thing. It's not our persuasiveness. It's not our methodology, but it is in the power of the gospel. It's the authority that Jesus said that we would have uh, through his presence, the Holy Spirit, and through the gospel that we speak, that we proclaim. So Jesus gave us a mission to fulfill. He gave us a mission to fulfill until the day he returns in his second coming. But praise God, he also gave us the ability to do it. So uh, we had to take time to look at these two important verses, verses 18 and 20, that sandwich in verse 19 that gives us the mission. Before we look at the mission, we have to understand that Jesus has the authority and that he is with us and he is by extension given us his authority, his power to carry out the mission. Now, on the next podcast, we're going to take begin to take a look at what that mission actually is. And, and I know you've heard it many times, the Great Commission. You've heard many Matthew 28 many times. I don't have any new light to shed on it, but I want you to come one once more one more time to these verses and ask God to speak to your heart and to give you a fresh vision of what that mission is and we'll look at it on the next podcast. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.